All right, I want you to look at verse 7 of Revelation chapter 13. We know this is talking. And uh, hang on, my microphone. And you will notice that it says in verse 7, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And you'll, in this passage, we're all very familiar with it, but we see the Antichrist literally going to war with the saints. Now, one thing we've got to understand, anytime there's a war, you always have somebody who's kind of the leader, but he also has an army too. He doesn't do the fighting himself. You know, it wasn't uh, just George W. Bush that went into Iraq and Afghanistan. He sent all the soldiers into Iraq and Afghanistan. They were the ones that were doing the dirty work, and it's the same thing too. When the Antichrist is making war with the saints, it's not going to be him going after the people, attacking people. He's going to have to have an army. And who is this army going to be? And to me, one of the best proofs against preterism is just the fact that we can see right now everything falling into place that just lines up with the futurist interpretation of Revelation. And so, when I hear people say that things in Revelation have already been fulfilled, I just look at them like, have you not been watching the news? I don't think it's a coincidence we're seeing all these things. And in fact, um, I, I listened to a preacher uh, recently who a few years ago, before all the COVID craziness happened, he was preaching that the Mark of the Beast stuff already happened. And I was a I was really shocked by that. But then I listened to a more recent sermon where he was talking about uh, all this COVID stuff is leading up to the B system. So I don't know if he converted or, you know, or if he just decided, well, maybe that didn't get fulfilled. But, you know, either way, and, you know, and let me tell you, there's been some uh, rumors out there that I'm a preterist. And let me just say, anybody who would call me a preterist is a liar and ignorant. Okay? And if anybody says... Anybody I'm friends with or fellowships with is a preterist, is a liar and ignorant, okay? And just either don't understand it or just likes to throw names out because they get mad when people don't agree with them 100% on things. And that's a shame. I think preterism is a foolish doctrine. I'm a futurist. I believe that the events of Revelation are still yet to come, uh, watching for these things to come. And I believe that we are seeing things fall in place and what I want to preach about tonight is the rise of the Antichrist army. Because I believe we are seeing things happen rapidly in our country that when you look at, to me, it's very clear what they are trying to do. It is very clear because we know a day is coming based on Revelation where the Antichrist is going to make war with the saints. We all know that in order for him to do this, he has to have an army but at the same time, you know, it's hard for us to imagine our army turning on its own people, our police turning on its own people. Now, it's getting easier to imagine. Okay, it's getting much easier to imagine, but in many ways, it's still hard. You know, the, the police officers in this area, I can't imagine doing anything like that. Uh, and, you know, I've been very, I'm impressed with our local law enforcement that we have around here um, i believe when it comes to many countries they're ready to go we've been we've seen videos of what people are doing to their own citizens 
They're fellow citizens in their own country. I'm sorry, you know, when you're knocking down old ladies, you know, because they're out protesting, you know, these mandates and things, when you're dragging people, beating people, dragging people off a bus, beating them up because they're not wearing a mask and stuff like that. I mean, who are these police that follow these orders? I mean, how you know, dumb do you have to be? How big of just a, a pawn and a lemming and just a mindless drone do you have to be? What, and, and the thing is, we have them in this country. We had them in this country where police who literally went to churches to try to stop churches. In Chicago, they're, they're beating on the door of a church during service there. What kind of garbage person does something like that? We watched it in Canada where they went, police went in and arrested pastors for having church. Oh, we're just following orders. You know what? You don't have to do that. Are you legally required to stay with that job? Are you not allowed to quit as a police officer? Because, you know, what? I'm going to quit before I do something like that. Before you just some of the just dumb things that people are doing. And folks, if, if the Antichrist is going to be able to do what he needs to do, he's got to get rid of decent people in leadership. They've got to get rid of decent people in authority. And everywhere where the government has control, we are seeing them do everything they can to get rid of good people. Even this week, we saw them do, do another thing to just get rid of more decent people from the healthcare system. And folks, we're all going to need the healthcare industry at some point in our life. But listen, I recommend getting healthy if I were you because you don't want to use those doctors. You're not, listen, go to doctors if you need to go to doctors. Okay? So some of these preachers that teach their people to just suffer and die and never take medicine, I think some of these guys should get in trouble. Okay? If you're sick, go see a doctor. If you get hurt, go to a hospital. Okay? Let me just, let me just say that right now. But at the same time too, you know, I don't want to go if I don't have to. There's too much junk going around there, too much garbage going on. A lot of people are afraid to take their kids, you know, to see doctors because they're always trying to push vaccines and all those things on them. You know, we need, and man, we thank God for the decent ones that are out there. We need decent, safe people in these areas. But there is an organized effort to remove them from everywhere where the government has any power and control. It, I mean, folks, you cannot be a decent person and be outspoken about your beliefs and be in the public school system. Try being a public school teacher and be vocal about what you believe about marriage. You know, in a country where the laws agreed with you 10, 20 years ago. But now, I mean, they'll, you get thrown out of that job so fast. I mean, there were people that were actively trying to get my wife fired from Woodlawn at the teaching music because of what we believe. Here, because, you know, how dare she be allowed to teach children music? You know why? Because dumb Americans, you know, they think that the government is in charge of all education that's out there. Even though that's a private organization, a private company, that kind of thing went on. That's the kind of country we're living on. And they don't want decent people in anything where government is involved. And I'll say more about that as we go. But so if Antichrist is going to succeed... In prevailing over the saints, he has to have decent people removed from places of power. Now, turn over to 1 Kings chapter 21. I want to preach from 1 Kings 21 because I want to challenge us tonight in this, but I also want to show us how the devil works when it comes to uh, using law, using government 
against good people. We see the devils always use the same tactic, and he's going to do the same thing again in the future. And uh, we're going to look at the story of Naboth, Naboth, uh, who had the vineyard that Ahab wanted. And uh, Naboth is somebody we often people often look to as an example of somebody who would not compromise. And I think he's an appropriate example for that. And we do. We live in a world where compromise is celebrated. You know, is compromise is looked at as a virtue, and we know that's not right. You know, and uh, you know, so we can often swing the pendulum to where we're just jerks and. We can't cooperate with anybody. You know, and if somebody doesn't agree with us 100% on eschatology, we call them nasty names, you know, like preterists and stuff like that. You know, we don't want to be the crazy jerk that's like some just fringe, wacko, inbred movement that's out. We don't want to be that. Okay. You know, but at the same time, you know, we do want to make sure we understand there's some things we can't bend on. There's some things that we cannot compromise on. And so I want to point out some things in the story that I believe is a reminder of what we're seeing take place in our country right now. Because things are quickly falling into place that ultimately, I believe, is going to lead to the Antichrist war against the saints. And so uh, verse 1 of 1 Kings 21 says, And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it was near unto my house. And I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Now, I want you to notice a few things here. First, notice Ahab asked real nice. I mean, Ahab, he's like, listen, I just really want this one. It's in a good spot for me. Okay, I'm the king. I'm the government. I need it. Imminent domain, right? You know, that would, you know they didn't have that back then. We have that in our country. They didn't have that back then. But, you know, he's willing to pay for it. He's willing to do all these things. But Naboth, he says no. Okay. Now, what you got to understand, this was not just Nahab or, uh, or uh, Nadab negotiating. Okay. He's not just negotiating, trying to get more. Okay. You know, we know how people get sometimes. Uh, he's not doing anything. That, no, he literally could not sell this. In fact, it was forbidden by the very law of God, by the word of God. It was a part of his inheritance. It was in his family. They, they were not allowed to let it leave the tribe and, or even leave family names. He was not allowed to do that. So even though Ahab really wants this vineyard, Naboth cannot give it to him. Even though he's the king, Ahab can't have it because based on the law of God. And Ahab, even as king, was not allowed to go against the law of God, even though he did. That's why he's one of the most wicked kings Israel ever had. He had no right to this man's land by law. And so Ahab's pursuit of this vineyard, this was a direct violation of the law concerning the land. It was also a violation of the 10th commandment. Thou shalt not covet. And, and, and here's the thing you got to understand too. It's not a sin for you to want something. Okay? It's not coveting to want something. It's coveting when it's something that by law you are not allowed to have and then you pursue it anyway. Okay? And even if you just want it, you know, if I see somebody else, something that belongs to somebody else, there might, you know, there's a natural desire to maybe want something. You know, you can't help that. You know, if I see, when I, when I go to the bank, I see a big stack of money. Yeah, I want it. But until I pursue it, I'm not really coveting. 
Okay, you know when, when you, you know coveting is when you're you're going after those things. It's not just a sin of the mind. Okay, it's an action too. Otherwise, how do you throw somebody out of the church for being covetous and stuff too? Because if it's just a sin of the mind, no, this is people. They're, they're out there illegally trying to obtain things or that do not should do not and should not belong to them. Like somebody's wife, you know that's a, that's a good example that uh, the Ten Commandments specifically mentions. So this is what Ahab wanted. Ahab can't have it. Uh, you know, Naboth, he can't. I keep wanting to say Nadab. I got Ahab, Nadab, Naboth. All right. If I say it wrong, y'all know what I mean. Okay. But uh, verse four says, and Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down in his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. Now, Here's, here's the thing about this too. Okay? When government wants something, government just expects to be able to get it. But you know, there are some people within government, and even Ahab here, he just went to throw a fit. I can't have it. But, you know, he had a wicked wife, Jezebel, who decided she's going to find a way to get it. And, you know, and pretty much, uh, you know what this reminds me of too. The way they just find a way to go after it anyway, even though legally they can't get it, reminds me of executive orders that presidents always do when they can't get things through Congress like they're supposed to. They just do an executive order that absolutely makes me sick. And let me just say this too. I, and this is my opinion. This obviously is not in our Constitution. I think they should have added it in there. But think about this: if a president gives an illegal executive order. Shouldn't he be held accountable for that? Shouldn't he be removed from office for that? I mean, when we do things illegally, don't we typically get in trouble for it? You know, what, and what if it's an accident? What if I just accidentally mess up on my taxes and I don't do things exactly right? I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to come after me. You know, so a president, he's got to understand he's not a king. His word is not law. And so when he makes a law, and then it starts being implemented places. And then a judge says that was illegal. Should he not be held accountable? Shouldn't he be removed from office for that? You know, I'll bet if they did stuff like that, we'd go back to the old days where executive orders were a very rare thing. But now that's how they govern. And, and you know what? Trump governed the same way. It started with Bush. Hardly anybody did it before W. Bush. Bush went crazy with it with the wars and everything. Obama went even crazier with it. Trump went even crazier with it. And Biden so far, it looks like he'll probably beat all those guys. You know, and thankfully, some of his are getting shut down. But that's just my opinion. I already think Biden's illegitimate, but I think he ought to be thrown out just for his illegal executive order that just got shut down too. But anyway, this is on our backup YouTube channel, so who cares if I get a strike, right? So... But verse 5, But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give me my vineyard. And Jezebel's wife said unto him, Dost thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Hey, you're the king. So, he's still not the highest authority. The Word of God is, Arise and eat bread and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. 
And so Jezebel, she thought she could take advantage of his position as king and then he can just do what he wanted. That's what she felt a king was. Somebody they could just do whatever they feel like doing. And so she comes up with a plan. She wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in the city dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote in the letters saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people and set two men, sons of Belial before him to bear witness against him saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. Now folks, the level of wickedness here is almost impossible to describe. In writing, okay, in writing, she puts it down to go get some sons of Belial and to lie about this guy and so they could just get him in trouble. It's, it's, and here's what I want to focus on this message. Okay, notice Jezebel, okay, even though she's the queen and her husband's the king, in order for them to do this wicked, unlawful act of stealing a man's land, of falsely accusing, of falsely executing, she can't do it by herself. Ahab can't do it by herself. You know what? They've got to have people. They've got to have some false witnesses. And who does she recruit? Sons of Belial. That's who she gets. You know why? Why didn't she just go pay some of the, uh, some noblemen? Some, why didn't she just go find some guys that people respected and just paid them off? You know why? Because people that people respect aren't going to get paid off for something like that. They're not going to go watch a man die over a lie just so they can get a little bit of money. Decent people won't do that. But let me tell you, you get the sons of Belial, you get the reprobates, they'll do anything for any reason. And so she knew the kind of people that she needed to get. And let me tell you something. The reason that we're seeing our government do everything they can to get rid of decent people and leadership is because they can't do the things they need to do with decent people there. They can't do it. So you know what they're doing? Okay, they, they're, they're promoting diversity, but including homos. And that's why we're seeing homos in everything, folks. That's why they want homos everywhere. They want homos everywhere. They're pushing all these things because they'll do anything. Okay? They'll do anything they pay them to do. And so what we're dealing with today is spiritual wickedness in high places. It's the way it's always been. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. We're to withstand. We're not to compromise in the evil day. And notice how this spiritual wickedness that's in high places, I believe it is there today, and the level of wicked that we're seeing in our government today. Folks, it's not even human, it's demonic. The wicked that we're seeing. When you look at the type of abortion bills and things that they're trying to pass, I mean, promoting transgender stuff, putting homos and everything, this is subhuman type stuff that we're seeing. And yet it's common. It's, it's common. How can that happen? I'll tell you what, spiritual wickedness in high places. Demonic spirits. But these are people. Yes, a certain type of people. 
a certain type like Jezebel knew to recruit. And let me tell you, this is why we've got to understand the reprobate doctrine. There are people that have been turned over to a reprobate mind. There are people who have no hope of redemption. They're too far gone. They've said no one too many times. They've been given over to that reprobate mind. And yet the rulers and those high places, they're like, these are the people that we need in leadership. These are the, pe- these are the ones we need being sheriffs. You know what? We don't have enough homo sheriffs out there today. We need to get some more homo sheriffs. Or even, you know, and listen, we love ladies, but, you know, they're promoting, you know, we need more ladies in law enforcement. And milk. Listen, that's a man's job. Okay? That, that's a man's job. Right? I mean, ladies, do you really want to go beating up these people? And you're not allowed to shoot them. All right? If you shoot them, and if you're white, and they're not, you're, it, it's over for you. You know, you're a racist and you're going to have to, you're going to probably go to prison forever. I mean, it's horrible. But they're doing everything they can to drive good people out and replace them with the scum of the planet. The absolute biggest filth that is out there. And then we got to watch the news media celebrate the fact that, oh, the first transgender in, in the health department. Well, you know, don't don't tell me this is not demonic, subhuman stuff. When you've got whoever that is, forgot his name, that dresses up like a woman, you know, telling us about health in this country. So, you know, and thankfully, and you folks, here's the thing: we're the villains today because of this. We're 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 the, we're the bad people. Okay, and if that's bad, I hope I'm a terrible person, but I I don't think it is. You know, and, but thankfully, when it comes to lower governments, we do still have some righteous people there. There are still some saved people there. But there is, there is a systematic effort to drive them out of office. We've, we saw examples in the last couple of years of sheriffs who said, no, we are not gonna, we're not gonna enforce these mandates. No, we are not going to shut churches down. Folks, in Illinois, they, our governor would have had police shut churches down if the police would have listened to him. He tried, but he does not have the authority to tell local police what to do, county sheriffs what to do, and they tried to pass legislation. He tried to get legislation passed so he could order the state police to do it because the the governor does have some authority when it comes to the state police, but thankfully, we had enough outcry in this state, and there was enough outcry even within the state police who were saying, we don't want to do this, that they stopped the governor and he withdrew whatever that was that he was trying to get passed and they never even had to vote on it because the Democrats didn't want to vote against the governor and, uh, and, and, and they also, the, they didn't, many people just didn't want to do it because the political repercussions would have been terrible. And let me tell you something. Our governor noticed that. The wickedness in high places noticed that. You know what they've done? They've said, we've got to get those police out of there and replace them with some who's going to do what we tell them to do. And so you know what they're going to do? They're going to keep doing more diversity training. They're going to keep doing more stuff to try to get more scum in there. And they're going to, they're going to keep on doing that until it gets to the point where they can't. He can put a mandate out there and then they'll have a whole army. But we've got too many righteous people in there. But folks, they're leaving. Okay, the the saved police are leaving. 
There, and there are, there's good peace there, people there, but it's, it's getting fewer and fewer. They're, they're leaving quickly. And you know what? I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to do it either. And so the principalities in the highest places, they need to remove these enforcers who are doing things according to the actual law and who are following their consciences. Because you cannot make war with the saints with righteous soldiers. You can't do it. And so just like Jezebel had to recruit sons of Belial to get the job done uh, against Naboth, our government is going to have to do the same thing. And so the wicked in high places, have all, it's, it's always been the scum of society. You don't have to turn there. You know, I've preached this before. Acts 17, verse 5. It says, But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. When the Jews wanted to stir things up, they didn't want to do the dirty work. So you know what they did? They went to the gay bars, and they got the homos. They got certain lewd fellows of the baser sort. Low lives. Scum. And they got them all riled up. And they said, he called you a faggot. You need to go after him. And that's not what exactly happened in that situation, but something like that got them all fired up. And they went protesting him. And that's exactly what they do today, ladies and gentlemen. They, our government, they get the scum of society all riled up. That's why we saw all the... Who was burning the cities during the Black Lives Matter protests? It wasn't white conservatives. Okay, It was left-wing nut job liberal, I mean, just scum filth, recruited in these college campuses, indoctrinated. Yeah, and let me tell you something about Black Lives Matter. It's not about Black Lives. It's about homos. It's about trannies. They're the ones that are in charge of all that stuff. But they hide behind the black color and the black race. They hide behind that to try to include them like they're some kind of minority and that there's some kind of race or something, you know, like that. Okay? Listen, people are born other colors, like black. But you're not born a queer. Okay? You're, you're not born a tranny. But yet, so they do. They hide behind that. And you know what? And, and there's lewd fellows of the baser sort that happen to be black that fall for that stuff. And thank God there's a lot of black people don't fall for that stuff. There's a lot of black people speaking out against Black Lives Matter. Because they understand just how twisted of a thing that is but let me tell you the reason anytime you see these left-wing organizations there's always one of their biggest things they do is promote lgbt stuff is because you've got to get the scum of society to do the dirty work and so it's always going to be people like that that's that's you know that they're getting fired up that they're getting angry they're always going to do that and so there is you know, we have, it's very important that we just understand what's going on. I, I'm not telling it, you know, I don't even really know what we can do about this recruiting of scum that our government's doing. I'm just telling you we need to be aware of what's going on so we can be ready to stand. So we can be, re- you know, we can re- be resolved to not compromise. There is an effort in our government, it's been going on for years, but it's just been accelerated in the last few years to rid all authority structures of decent people and to just fill those positions with the scum of the earth. I remember when Bill Clinton did the stuff, got busted for the stuff that he did. People were just horrified that a president would do something like that. Now, look at our vice president. 
We all know how she got where she's at. I remember my dad talked about how there was outrage. A lot of people were upset and didn't know if they wanted to get behind Reagan or not because he was going to be the first president who had ever been divorced. And he had been divorced years before. He'd been married to Nancy Reagan for years. But people just thought, somebody who's been divorced, being president? You know, that's how, I mean, look how much things have changed. We don't even care about that stuff anymore. Baptists love Trump. You know, Hugh Hefner's buddy. Epstein's buddy. I mean, you know, and listen, you know, we've been listening to Biden for a year. And I watched his speech last night and I kind of missed him a little bit. All right. But at the same time, it's pretty shameful that they have successfully corrupted government with scum so bad that Trump looks good. Think about that. That's how bad our government is. That Trump looks good in Washington, D.C. So don't don't tell me this is not on purpose. Don't tell me that this is not some kind of demonic, satanic thing that is being done on purpose. This is this is uh, something that they are purposefully doing. So decent people, uh, decent decent police, decent sheriffs, they greatly hindered what our government tried to do the last couple of years, and so they're going to get rid of it. And so. Uh, you know, the forcing of vaccines, it's driving good people out of jobs where government has control. And even this week, even though the one thing got shot down, they upheld that healthcare workers have to take the vaccine. Now, what, what, why, you know, how, how, how is it that healthcare workers don't have the same rights that other people have, but here's why. Okay. Here's why they're able to do that because the, we gave the government full control over the healthcare system years ago. And so now we're seeing the consequences of it. Anything we give government... Listen, uh, soldiers, they all have to take the vaccine. And all that's doing is making them... making You know, Christian soldiers want to leave. I've talked to many Baptists who were in the military. And they will tell... And they'll be the first ones to tell you, it is no place for decent Christians. You don't want to go there. You do not want to be part of that. And you know, and I, I, I grew up being taught to be respectful to soldiers, and I believe in be showing that respect to soldiers. But folks, our government, what they are doing in the military, they're promoting all this homo stuff there. During Clinton, you weren't even allowed to tell people if you were a homo. During Clinton. It wasn't that long ago. Now, they're advertisements. They're recruiting advertisements. Promote you know, LGBT stuff. It's absolutely out of control. And what's it doing? It's making decent people not want to go in there. And that's exactly what they want. They don't want good Christians in there. They want the scum of society. Because let me tell you, when it comes to, you know, even when it comes to like enforcing the, just the dumb, ridiculous mask policy, okay, in companies, most, most places out here, fortunately, almost everybody's leaving us alone out here. But when I've gone to places where uh, they have enforced it, okay, uh, you have the people that are nice about it and they act like they're embarrassed, but they have to do it. I try to be kind of nice to those people. But every time, every, every time I have somebody who acts like they believe it, 
It's always, it's almost always a lesbian. Alright? I mean, they're the worst ones. It's like, cause what decent person, you know, decent people want to earn their paycheck. Decent people want to have a job where they're actually doing something productive. But you know what? Scum don't care as long as you give them a paycheck. And so you know what? You know, decent people, they don't want their job to be telling people to pull their mask up. But you know what? The homos, they all seem perfectly willing to do that. And it's always either a homo or just somebody who's real close to one. You know, one of these brainwashed college e-boy types. They'll, you know, they'll do it, too, they'll do it too. But, you know, why is it always them? Because they're the only ones that will do that. Decent people are like, please give me something else to do. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll quit my job. Don't make me do that. They've got to get rid of these people. This is a part of the great reset that they're doing. You know, they can't do what they need to do when we've got judges out there like the judge in the Rittenhouse trial. We need more judges like that guy. And that's why they're putting more women in there to just be emotional and not do justice. It shouldn't be them. And, and that's why they're doing everything they can to just get, you know, you know, homos in there. And it's, again, they'll do whatever they want to do. So in colleges today, they're, they're repulsive on purpose, politically, morally, because they don't want us there. They, they don't want us in those places. And so when it comes time to fully take over, they are going to be dependent on sons of Belial to do their dirty work for them. And so we're going to keep seeing this effort. Anywhere our government has control, they're going to keep pushing LGBT stuff. They're going to keep pushing all this immorality. They're going to keep forcing people to do things that are against their conscience, like taking the vaccine. They're going to keep doing that kind of thing because they're driving good people out. And they want to replace them with sons of Belial. Even Jezebel and Ahab couldn't get done what they wanted to get done without the help of scum. And so that's exactly what they recruited. And I just love how Jezebel even called them that too. Go get some sons of Belial. <laughs> they, you know, they, they knew what they were. And, and sure enough, they did it. And I'll bet they didn't even pay them that much too. I'll bet, it, I'll, bet it didn't, I, I'll bet they didn't have to pay them much. The Bible doesn't tell us what they got paid. But it says in verse 11, And the men of his city, even the elders and the nobles who were the inhabitants in the city, did as Jezebel had sent unto them, and as it was written in the letters which he had sent unto them. They proclaimed a fast and set Naboth on high among the people. And there came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him. And the men of Belial witnessed against him, even against Naboth in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. And they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones that he died. So you had the sons of Belial, but then you just had the mindless mob who didn't, didn't really know the Bible. Okay? And I'll tell you what these two sons of Belial did. They came running in, quoting Scripture. Two witnesses, two witnesses. you got to have two witnesses. We're two witnesses. This is all biblical. This is all legal. Two witnesses. You always have those people that know that one Bible verse. And they, they're like all hardcore on it. But it's like, wait a minute. Two witnesses isn't the only thing. You also need to make diligent inquisition. Where's the diligent inquisition? You know, where, where is the questions being asked? No, they came in screaming two witnesses. They witnessed against them. And then they got the simpletons all riled up. And listen, not everybody, when it comes to the Antichrist war against the saints, I mean, yes, not all of them are going to be sons of Belial, but there are just going to be 
just the people that are just blown around, that don't know anything, that just go along with everything. And that's, folks, that's probably 95% of the people out there wearing masks today. They're just the ones going with the wind. They, they don't know. They, they have no will of their own. They have no, you know, conviction. They're just, what's everybody doing? And they get and they're confused because you know you've got a lot of people that aren't wearing masks and it's just like what am I supposed to do you know who 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 do I please and so they follow the news media well, I heard them say that on the news media you know the news media the governor whatever but uh, and and so but all these people were guilty and it was because they didn't follow the whole law only part of it they went they went ape over the two witnesses but they didn't make diligent inquisition and so and, and in this story too. Jezebel literally set something up where they were pretending to be honoring him, acting like they were for him, but they were setting him up for destruction. And so seeing these people witness against him, it's just, it's beyond our comprehension. You know, just again, because just like, I mean, I can't imagine just going and lying in court about somebody just to see him get killed. I, I can't imagine doing something like that. I mean, it just lying in general just to even hurt somebody like that. I can't imagine doing something like this. And you know, it's beyond our comprehension. We think people would never do that. But you know, there are people that would. And you know, there was a time too that we could never imagine our military, our police turning against their own citizens. So I, I can't even imagine how much of a bottom feeder you'd have to be to just go into somebody's restaurant and tell them they got to shut down. In America, imagine being a police officer, wearing a badge, carrying a gun, you know, demanding respect, and going into a restaurant and saying, you need to close down. I, I, can't, I can't even imagine doing something like that. But it's happening. They're doing it. And you know what? We're, it's getting easier and easier to imagine them doing this. And it's because the good people are being replaced. And so, uh, I said, for police to stop a church service, to arrest a pastor, no conscience. You just can't have any conscience at all. Uh, these are worthless human beings. I remember one of the, said around here not much has happened, but I, uh, some of you might remember when um, White Pines, when they closed down at the beginning of the pandemic, they... You know, all the mandates, it put them out of business. We loved going there. A lot of people were upset about it. And they uh, they had a sale because they were going to have to give a lot of people deposits and things back. And so they wanted to just have a sale to sell out everything that they had uh, to, so they could pay some of these people back. And they couldn't get the police to go out there to shut them down. They, the, the police wouldn't do it. So guess who they got? The DNR. Okay, is it the DNR the, or no the the natural resources? Yeah, Department of Natural Resources. And I'm telling you, somebody took a picture of the woman there that was enforcing everything. She had to have been a lesbian. I'm telling you, she looked. That was that was who they had to get. Because the police around here were too decent to do that. I wish it had been decent enough to go out there. But DNR's got more power than the cops do. That's another subject for another day. I'm scared of them. DNR. They have way too much power. And apparently we have scum DNR because they went out to a place like that and, and shut it down when they're just trying to sell these things. Nobody had to go there. 
But uh, I wasn't surprised because I, I was just like, who would go shut them down? And then I saw the picture. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That was all they could get. It's just absolutely disgusting. I don't know if you all like, I just, I don't like, I don't like homos, all right? They're, I think they're, I think they're really bad for our society. But, said, um, lost my spot. So verse 14, let's look at the rest of the story here of Naboth. It says, then they sent to Jezebel saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. And it came to pass when Jezebel had heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is not alive, but dead. And so notice how even a king, he couldn't take it by brute force, uh, you know, but he, he had to at least pretend some kind of law was broke. But even to do that, he had to have the help of sons of Belial. And you know what? This is why they're trying to pass laws and things that we just can't follow. It's what they did in Daniel chapter 6, verse 5. They didn't like Daniel. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except that we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And so what did they do? They went and they got a law passed. They got the king to pass a law that would negatively affect Daniel. And that's why they're demanding that we take these vaccines. And one of these days, folks, that's why they're going to pass a law saying you have to take the mark. Why are they doing that? Why do you have, why, you know, why is this mark so important? Why is worshiping the image of the beast so important? I'll tell you why. Because they know God's people will never do it. God's people will never do that. And they want to go after us. And so it's going to make it real easy for them to identify us when we don't have a mark on our forehead and our hand. It's going to make them real easy to identify us when we're not, when we're the ones that are actually standing against these things. And the whole point Revelation 13, that's the Mark of the Beast chapter. What's he doing? Making war with the saints. That's the purpose of the Mark of the Beast. It's not about helping people. It's not going to be about making things easier. You know, they're going to tell us it all, does all these wonderful things. If it's a microchip, oh, this is going to make things easy. You'll never lose your credit card. We'll have all your information. They'll tell us all these wonderful things that it's going to do, but ultimately, they're just doing it because they know we can't. And they want to go after us, and they're going to need an army to do it. And let me tell you, they're going to need an army to come after me. They're going to need an army. I, I'm, I fully intend to resist. I fully intend to resist when this kind of stuff goes on. So they better recruit some scum. They better go find some more homos to get into the police force and in the military. Because let me tell you, any normal person knows that I'm a decent person is not going to want to come and kill my family and do the things that trying to, but you know what? Those people will, they already want to, you know, they, they do it right now if they could. So the same thing will happen to Daniel. It's basically what happened with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, you know, this, that, that stupid law that King made, he wasn't targeting them in that particular situation, but it did negatively impact them and it put them in a terrible position. Thankfully, God delivered them. But that's what they're trying to do to us. They're putting us in a bad position on purpose. Why? Because there's places they don't want Christians. That's why they want to for, you know, make teachers you know, teach all this junk, promote all this junk. Why? They don't want decent people teaching the kids. They don't want them there. 
So, 1 Kings 21, 16, And it came to pass, when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. And so while Ahab didn't know what all had happened, while it was Jezebel that did it, you know what? He quickly took advantage of the situation. And Ahab was just as guilty as Jezebel was. And so in verse 17, and I just I, I want to read this part just for comfort because you know what? The Antichrist is going to get what's coming to him too after he does what he does. Well, you, you know the story. Elijah comes and prophesies. And he's like, Ahab, you're going to die. Ahab, you're going to die and the dogs are going to lick your blood. Okay? And now, one thing we see, and I, I just want to point this out too, okay? because let me tell you, I don't like Ahab. I hate Ahab's guts. Okay? He was uh, probably the worst king there ever was. And it says in verse 29, Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring this the, the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring evil upon this house. Now, I don't want anybody to mistake Ahab's repentance. Sorry that I got caught here for salvation. Okay? This repentance did not get him saved, but it got him spared losing the kingdom you know, until his death and the destruction of his house, entire house in his days. He still had his own personal death sentence on him. And to me, more proof that he's not saved. If somebody wants to say he's saved, well, the problem with that, we like to use Second Chronicles 19.2 where it says, And Jehu, the son of Hanani the seer, went out to meet him and said to Jehoshaphat, Shouldst thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. Isn't this a verse that we use to show we shouldn't be loving on haters of God? Uh, you know, and Ahab was considered a hater of God. And this is after all these things took place. So Ahab just got spared some physical judgment during his lifetime. But he still died, and I believe he went to hell with his wife Jezebel. And so, um, so just briefly, what I want to do, what I want to do down the rest of this message, because again, what, what we're seeing in the story of Naboth, we have people in power. In order for them to do the evil that they have in their hearts to do, they need help from sons of Belial. There is no doubt our government is just beyond wicked. They are just subhuman filth with very few exceptions. And even the exceptions that are out there, I don't always trust them. I think they're just kind of looking good to try to get a vote. Okay? But at the same time, they are recruiting Sons of Belial. They're promoting these things on purpose to do their dirty work. And so we need to understand these are the days that we're living in. This army of Antichrist, I believe it's being prepped. It's being recruited right now. And you know what we've got to do? We've just got to resolve in our heart that one, we cannot sell the truth. We can't sell it. Naboth, he couldn't sell that vineyard. It was not his to sell. It was the inheritance of his father's it was to remain in his family. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Folks, there's things that we know. Hey, listen, there's been times maybe we've been ignorant about some things. There's been things that we were wrong on. But you know what? We got to the truth. Now that we've seen the truth, we're accountable. Amen. We've got it and we're expected to keep it. And so we can't sell out. We, can't, we cannot sell the truth. We cannot allow our government 
to violate our conscience. 1 Peter 2.19 For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. You know what? We should rather suffer with a clear conscience than have things good with a violated conscience. We're blessed when we suffer wrongfully. You know, but we've got to learn to not let our conscience be violated. Titus 1.15 Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. And there are those people are out there. A defiled conscience. Do not let them defile your conscience. Do not let them make you do things that you don't believe in. That you don't want to do. They have no right. It's against the law. It's against our Constitution. It's against the Bible. You don't have to do it. First Peter or Timothy four two, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. They're, these people are out there, and they are working against us. But I like what Paul said in Second Timothy one three. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers, with a pure conscience. That needs to be our attitude. Whatever we're doing, we need to be able to go out and say, you know what? I might have enemies out there, but you know what? I'm doing what I'm doing with a pure conscience, and that we we don't want to do that. And so, there are many more scriptures we can go to on that. But then lastly, we just got to make sure that we never, ever, ever lose focus of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Notice in this passage that this race that we are in, it's one that we're told to endure with patience. You know what that tells me? That tells me we're going to want to quit. That tells me it's not pleasant. Okay? When something is fun, you know, when my kids are having fun, a lot of times they'll ask, you know, what time it is because they're, you know, they're hoping they're not, we're not almost done. But when it's something miserable, they're asking what time it is, like, am I done yet? Okay? But when you have to have patience, it's because it's not pleasant. And notice too how Jesus, He endured the cross, despising the shame. But you know what? He did it because of the joy that was set before Him. He wasn't thinking about that moment. He was thinking about the future. And that's what we've got to do, folks. We've got to understand that we're going to see Jesus Christ one of these days. One of these days, He's going to come back. He's going to come back during the time when the war against the saints, it's at its most intense ever and you know when he comes back i want to make sure that i've got a good conscience at that time i don't want to catch me him i don't want him to catch me compromising i don't want him to retu- i don't want him to return and to me be in that position and so you know i'm not trying to just be doom and gloomy but folks it's bad what is happening in our country it is bad the compromise we're seeing the things that people are putting up with I mean, just the, I mean, even what's going on in churches today and how churches are going on. I just saw, I just saw another Baptist pastor posted a picture of one of the men in their church working with a small group of kids and he's wearing a stinking mask. You know, really? You're, what, what are you teaching these kids? You're teaching government knows what they're doing. Folks, it's stupid. Well, it's not wrong, but it's stupid. And you're doing it because the government's telling you to. So the thing is, what are you going to tell these kids when the government starts telling us other things to do that's stupid or that is sin? 
Well, they were right on everything else. I mean, they knew when you were supposed to have service, when you weren't supposed to have service. They knew how you were supposed to have service. No, they didn't. They, you know, they, they never knew. We're sending a horrible message when we do these things, and it just, it, it's absolutely revolting. You know, if we, if we ever, listen, if I ever compromise on something like that, I can promise you this, I'm not tweeting it. Okay? You know, who, who posts pictures of their compromise? Okay? I've had to, you know, listen, I've, you know, I gave up on airports years ago. We've been cows in airports since 9-11. But you know, when I'm in airports, I don't post pictures of myself wearing a stinking face diaper. You know why? Because I feel like a coward when I'm there. I don't do it. Anytime I have to do this, I just don't understand. I've seen people at Disney World posting pictures of themselves all masked up. It's like, really, you paid thousands of dollars to go to Disney World just to wear a stinking mask? And then you get your picture taken with Mickey Mouse while you're wearing a mask? How desperate were you to go there? I mean, come on. I, I, I get it. Be fun. I'm not having any fun doing that. And if I'm having fun, I want to show off and share it with everybody too. But I'm not going to do it while I'm not sharing a picture of me compromising. We went to the Liberty Bell. We went to the Liberty Bell in Independence Hall. And they told us we had to mask up in there. And then we go walking by and wanted to get a picture in front of it. And then I said, can I take my mask off for the picture? And he said, no. And I said, so you're saying we have no liberty at the Liberty Bell? And he's like, pretty much. You know, this is where we're at in this country. It stinks. It's terrible. And I, I believe revival is possible. And I think it's very possible that we could see a break in this foolishness. But understand, every area where the government has control, they're going to continue this indoctrination campaign. They're going to continue doing this. They're going to continue doing indoctrinating people with perversion, with foolishness. Because in order to execute war on the saints, we've got to have police like in Australia and in Canada and in Europe. We've got to have, we've, it's got, we've got to be like them. The, and we're not there yet in this country, but we are moving there rapidly. Look at, you know, when, when they did, you know, in Tennessee, when they did have a righteous detective out there, Pastor Grayson Fritz. You think the news media made the stink that they made just because they were actually shocked, horrified, and appalled by him? No, they're trying to scare good people either into silence and submission or to get out. And you know what? I mean, he did the right thing in leaving, but you know what? What a shame that he even had to. What a shame that that was even a news story. But, and, and, and you know what? Who would know better who the scum of the earth is better than police officers? They actually deal with them all the time, but yet they wouldn't dare. Most of, most of them don't have the spine to speak the truth about that because they saw what happened when one did. And so, um, you know, let not your heart be troubled. We knew, you know, we know this stuff's coming, but we just need to, I, I want to encourage you to just resolve to just stay strong. Don't compromise. Don't let them violate your conscience. What, they're, what we're seeing going on is on purpose. It, 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 you, we, we look at it, we think it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to rational, decent people trying to preserve a society. But it does if you're wanting to destroy society. 
And if you're wanting to make war with the saints, and there's no doubt that's what they're doing. And so all that does to me is it just proves to me once again, the Bible's true and revelation is in the future. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you uh, for your word. Lord, I thank you so much for including these prophecies in the scriptures. Lord, if, if it weren't for the book of Revelation, I wouldn't even know what to think about what's going on in our world right now. I mean, I think we'd have probably given up a long time ago, but the fact that you told us all these things ahead of time, uh, all it does is it just encourages us to stand strong because you also told us what's coming after all those things. And so, uh, Lord, I'm, I'm excited about that. And so I pray that people uh, won't be discouraged through this, but they'll just be uh, encouraged and just uh, resolve to uh, remain uh, faithful uh, to you. In your name we pray. Amen.